Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to another edition of the While You're Single podcast. I hope the podcast has been a blessing to you. We have been talking about protecting relationships from the enemy, and I've been talking about the preventive approach to protecting relationships. The preventive approach. Avoidance. What you do so that something does not happen. I began talking about a scenario where there is a house and the house is infested with rats. You are the owner of the house. So you hire an exterminator to come and get rid of the rats. The individual comes and gets rid of the rats. So the house is now clean. The house is not conducive for you to live in peacefully. Imagine that the house represents your relationship. The exterminator represents a deliverance minister, a pastor that comes in to pray against the rats, which represent demonic spirits. The pastor, the minister, the exterminator comes in, prays or casts out those demons or those spiritual forces. So the house is now clean. That approach to protecting your relationship is the proactive approach, and I'll discuss that later on. Nonetheless, the preventive approach asked the question, why did the rats come in in the first place? And the answer to that was the house was littered with food. The house was unclean. Therefore, the preventive approach is to keep the house clean. Avoid littering the house. Keeping your relationship clean will prevent the enemy from attacking you. Last time I stopped at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, which simply says, Be sober, be vigilant, or alert. For your adversary or enemy, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. That's where I stopped last time. So let's unpack that a little bit. Most translations start with be sober first. Then they say, be vigilant or be alert for your adversary. The devil walks around like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. In order to be vigilant, you have to be sober. If you're not sober, you can't be vigilant. And if you can't be vigilant, the enemy can attack you. Therefore, to prevent the enemy from attacking you is to make sure you are sober, one which enables you to be alert or vigilant against the enemy. The scripture did not say that the enemy walks around trying to attack everybody. The enemy is looking for a specific person, someone who's vulnerable. The person who is not sober is not alert or vigilant and is prey for the enemy. Let's look at it this way. Let's address the word sober from the perspective of alcoholic drinking. A lot of times someone who's sober is someone who's not inebriated or someone who has control over themselves. Someone who's able to avoid intoxicating themselves with alcohol. So when someone's sober, someone is in control, self-control. So imagine that somebody is not sober, someone is inebriated, someone is drunk, they get in a car, they drive the car, chances are they're going to get into an accident. Imagine that the accident is the attack of the enemy. When you are not exercising self-control in your life, you are going to wreck your relationship. Not only your relationship, but the relationship of others. Just like people who are inebriated 
have led to the death of other innocent people. The point is, you are sober, it enables you to be alert, and when you're alert, you can avoid the attack of the enemy. Just like the person who's sober driving a car is more aware and more able to drive their car in a way that they do not cause an accident. A preventive approach is about ensuring that you exercise self-control in your life, especially your mouth, to avoid saying and doing things that will open the door for the enemy to come in and attack you. In James chapter 3, verses 13 to 16, James says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good behavior deeds done in humility, which comes from wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy or envy, and selfish ambition or contention in your heart. Do not be proud about this and do not lie against the truth. For such wisdom does not come from above. Rather, it is earthly, sensual or unspiritual and demonic. For where there is jealousy or envy and self, um, selfish ambition or contention, there is disorder, confusion, and every evil thing. Every evil thing. The Amplified says, every evil and vile practice. In other words, jealousy, envy, contention, selfishness are all food that attracts the rats. They are food that attract the enemy. They are things that invite spiritual forces, demonic spirits into our lives. Avoid contention. Avoid selfish ambition. Avoid jealousy. Avoid envy. Avoid those things and you prevent the enemy from coming into your relationship. A few weeks back when I began talking about having a balance of spirituality and practicality, I mentioned a story in Exodus 17 where Moses went on the mountain to pray and while he was praying and his hands were in the air, Joshua was fighting the battle against the Amalekites. But there's a backstory to that story. So if we go to Exodus chapter 17 and start from the beginning of the chapter, we'll have a, an idea of what happened. Basically, the Israelites were in a place called Rephidim. And they did not have water to drink. So they came against Moses. And Moses said, why are you faulting me? Why are you attacking me? And why are you testing God? They complained. They contended with Moses. They were angry, complaining, talking about they didn't have water to drink. In the previous situation, they didn't have water to drink, but God provided but now they didn't have water to drink and they were complaining again. They were arguing and were coming against Moses. So Moses cried out to God and God told him to get the elders together and use the rod in his hands and go before the people and use the rod or the staff in his hands to strike a rock and water will come out. And Moses proceeded as God instructed him. And he hit a rock after getting the elders and water came out for the people. In verse 7 of Exodus chapter 17, after Moses performed the miracle for the people, Moses called the place Massa and Meribah. Massa and Meribah. Massa means testing. 
Meriba means contention or quarreling because the people quarreled and tested God by their complaining. Verse 8, the next verse then says, Then came Amalek to attack the Israelites at Rephidim. Let me say that again. Then came Amalek to attack the Israelites at Rephidim. Here's my point. The attack of the Israelites was invited by their attack against Moses and their testing God. They're quarreling. They're contending. Their argument, their argumentativeness opened the door for the enemy to attack them. That is a picture. That's symbolic of what happens in our relationships when we get into contention. When we get into quarreling, when we get into complaining, we open the door for the enemy to come and wreak havoc in our relationships. So avoid contending. Avoid quarreling and you prevent yourself from unnecessary attacks from the devil. They tested God. Do you remember the story of when the devil came to tempt Jesus? He told Jesus to jump off, I believe, from a high mountain and told him that God will send his angels to catch him from his descent. But Jesus did not oblige. Jesus did not allow the enemy to deceive him. Jesus responded by saying, you shall not test the Lord your God. Why will Jesus say that? Why will the devil Try to get Jesus to test God because the devil knows that when you test God, you open the door for him to come and attack you. This is evident in Exodus 17. Quarreling, contention. It's it, In a way, we are testing God when we're saying things that suggest that God is not helping you out, especially when it pertains to something that God has helped you out with before. Having said that, the preventive approach is about avoiding these things, exercise self-control, don't quarrel, don't contend. I know we go through a lot of stuff, but be slow to speak. Exercise self-control. Avoid these things. So I want to share with you five things to avoid, which you apply in the preventive approach to prevent the enemy from attacking your relationships. As I say this, I want you to be aware of Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 to 45. Matthew 12, 43 to 45. In this story, Jesus is a speaker. He says when an unclean spirit or when a demonic spirit leaves a person or goes out of a person, it searches for dry places to rest. And when it doesn't find a place like that, it says to itself, I will go back to my house. The nerve of that spirit, the nerve of those demonic spirits to call our lives their house. The spirit says to himself, I will go back to my house. And when he goes back and finds the person that he came out from empty, put in order and clean. It goes and gets seven spirits more wicked than himself. And together they go back into that person. And that person is worse off than they are before. Notice the scripture says when it finds the person empty or void. The reason I brought that up is this. 
Yes, the preventive approach is about avoiding things. But here are the facts. To avoid is to create a void. But that void needs to be filled because if that void or that emptiness is not filled, the devil, spiritual forces are going to come back in and fill that void. So as much as you avoid to prevent them from attacking you, you need to fill that void up with things that will prevent them from attacking you. So as I share with you five things to avoid, I'm going to give you the things that you need to fill the void with. Number one, avoid complaining. Avoid quarreling. Avoid being argumentative. Avoid those things. Instead, fill the void with praising. Don't complain. Come praying. Come praising. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Avoid complaining. Say, come praising. Come worship. I know it's difficult. But before you say something, that will open the door for the enemy to come and attack you. I encourage you to avoid saying the wrong thing. Rather, praise and worship. It's been said that when you complain, you remain. But when you praise, you're raised from the situation. When you complain, you remain in the situation. When you praise, you are raised from the situation. So I encourage you to avoid complaining. Rather, praise and worship God. Number two, avoid the wrong people. Avoid the wrong people. Instead, fill the void with the right people. What kind of people? People like Aaron and her. Going back to Exodus chapter 17, the story of Moses and the Israelites at Rephidim. When the Amalekites came to fight, that's when Moses went to the mountain to pray and he dispatched Joshua to get soldiers to fight the Amalekites. When Moses was on the mountain, he raised his hand, worshiping. Again, I'm not blowing smoke when I tell you about worship and praise. That's what he did. He was basically praying and doing the spiritual thing, worshiping God with his hands in the air. But he got tired. When his hands were up, the Israelites were winning the battle. But when his hands were down, no praise, no worship, no seeking God, they were losing the battle. When he got tired, Aaron, who was Moses' brother, the high priest, and her assisted him they came they they put a stone under him or a rock and he sat down on it and they raised his hands up consequently the israelites won that battle but you want to have people like aaron and her in your life a priest is supposed to go to god on behalf of the people you want people around you that will go to god on behalf of you people that will intercede on your behalf her my understanding, according to Jewish tradition, turned out to be Moses' brother-in-law. Apparently, her was the husband of Moses' sister, Miriam. Her and Aaron are the kind of people that you need in your life. People that will support you. People that will intercede on your behalf. The stone under Moses was a picture of Jesus Christ because Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He's the foundation. He's the rock of our salvation. People that will lift you up with the word of God, which is who Jesus is also. Those are the kind of people you need around you. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Amplified Version, it says, Do not be misled. Evil companionships corrupt good manners, morals, and character. Avoid the wrong people and have the right people. The third thing to avoid is to avoid every appearance of evil. 
avoid every appearance of evil, instead fill the void with good. First Thessalonians 5.20 says, do not despise prophecies. Then in verse 21, it says, examine all things. And if you follow the context, it's really talking about prophecies. Verse 20 of first Thessalonians chapter five, do not despise prophecies. Next verse 21, examine all things, hold fast to what is good. And verse 22, avoid every appearance of evil. Though the context is about prophecy, I believe it's applicable to other areas of life as well. I love watching movies and I'm still working on watching what I watch, but I want to encourage you to avoid watching certain kinds of movies. I understand that sometimes you don't know what a movie is about until you go and watch it in the theater, but there are some movies that you don't have to figure out what they are about. It's pretty clear right in your face, in the trailer. It's pretty clear, it's demonic. Avoid watching those kinds of movies. Avoid listening to music that is clearly demonic, clearly derogatory, clearly bad for you. Those things open the door. If you listen and watch those movies or listen to things or position yourself in environments where things are pretty much evil, you open the door for the enemy to attack you. So avoid those things and fill the void with good movies, good music. Okay. The fourth thing to avoid is avoid unforgiveness. Avoid unforgiveness and fill the void with forgiveness. Avoid unforgiveness and fill the void with forgiveness. The fifth thing is avoid walking in the flesh and fill the void with walking in the spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. To walk in the spirit simply means to be led by the spirit of God. Fill that void in your life with letting the spirit of God direct you and avoid walking in the flesh, or in other words, yielding to your natural disposition or natural human nature to do certain things. There are things that come naturally to us. Avoid letting your natural emotions and inclinations make you make decisions. Rather, let the Spirit of God do so. Galatians 5.16, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. How do you know when you're yielding to your natural Desires, natural inclinations, your human nature. How do you know when you're yielding to it? It's revealed in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. And within that, you hear of envy and drunkenness and jealousy and contention. That's been in the flesh. But how do you know when you're letting the Spirit of God lead you? Galatians 5, 22 and 23, for the fruit of of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and self control. So when you are expressing joy, love, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or meekness, and self control, the spirit of God is leading you and the enemy cannot attack you. In other words, the enemy can't come against you because you are expressing the fruit of the spirit revealing that you're led by the spirit of God. But when you get into drunkenness and contention and revelry and, and, and jealousy and envy, you're in the flesh and the enemy is invited to have a party with you and cause problems for you. So be encouraged. 
preventive approach is avoiding quarreling and complaining. Instead, you're praising and worshiping God, avoiding the wrong people and having the right people in your lives and avoiding every appearance of evil. Instead, you fill the void with good things and avoiding unforgiveness. Instead, you walk in forgiveness and avoiding, in a nutshell, avoiding yielding to your human nature. Rather, you let the Spirit of God lead you. That is the preventive approach. Avoidance, what you do so that the devil doesn't attack you. Then, the next approach is the preemptive approach. And that approach, you'll learn more about next week. Thank you for listening to the Wild Your Single Podcast. Take care, God bless, and talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tokes has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Toke's Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.